Hey all you nerds out there, are you looking for more wrestling content or podcasts? Then go on over to Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And check out NXT and We with PJ and Brett. These fellow nerds review every single NXT episode and also have their very own wrestling interview series among other fun stuff. So, go check out NXT and We today with PJ and Brett. Also, A-Rock Designs. I want to take a minute to give a quick shout out to A-Rock Designs. That is spelled A-R-O-C-K-K Designs. A-Rock Designs is ran by Ashley Rodriguez. She makes all those cool wrestling cups you see floating around. So, if you want to get your hands on any custom merchandise, hit up Ashley Rodriguez at A-Rock Designs. If you can think it, she can make it. Last but not least, do you love wrestling and do you want to talk more about wrestling? Then head on over to Wrestling Review Society on Facebook. WRS is ran by my good friend Kevin Rodriguez. Kevin interviews your fave pro wrestlers every week and has the most amazing free, that's right, free giveaway. All you have to do is join Wrestling Review Society on Facebook and you could be the next big winner. This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash Design by Dunbar. This is Johnny Chill, and you're listening to the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another bonus episode of What's Up Wrestler, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling, hosted by yours truly, Justin Del Rio. My guest at this very time is no other than Johnny Cho. What is happening, brother? Hey, man. Thank you very much for having me on the show, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. <sighs> so what have you been doing during this whole uh, this whole quarantine well over quarantine i've been trying to stay as relevant as possible on social media you know posting as many past highlights as i can staying you know as active as possible trying to stay in touch with as many people as possible it's it's hard but you know as every as it's being said everywhere we're all in this together right we're all in this together man uh you know i've been laid off at my job for over like a month now it's Sorry, unfortunate. It's okay. It's an unfortunate situation, but um, hopefully, hopefully, um, I'll be back soon, and things will get back to normal, man. But yeah, other than that, I've just been, you know, like I said, doing podcasts, uh, watching a lot of Disney Plus, and eating a lot of food. <laughs> um, I've been, I got very fat during this quarantine, so gotta lose some 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 lbs once this is over. <laughs> So, tell me more about Johnny Cho, man. Let's talk to Mike. Tell me more about Johnny Cho and how Johnny Cho became Johnny Cho. Well, um, it's a pretty anticlimactic story. Um, it was uh, I, I was trying to come up with a, a gimmick to match like my new uh, like character that I was going for because coming out of backyard wrestling, I didn't want to do the same stuff. So. I literally looked up names like that. I looked up words online on Google. And <laughs> from clicking synonyms to synonyms, I, I find chill. And I'm like, hey, Johnny Chill sounds pretty cool. I think I'm going to just use that. And that's kind of where that all came from. 
Okay. Nice. So just some some googling a few words and Johnny Chill. Yep. Thank, it, uh... thank you so much, Google, for <laughs> Johnny Chill. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Google. Quick plug to Google over there. Uh, background wrestling, man. Um, hey, did you do it for a long time? Uh, a good couple years with uh, my friends, uh, Ty, Mike, a um, couple others that I don't know if they would want to be name dropped, but no, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um, they, um, I'm still in contact with them. I know they, uh, they're going to appreciate the, the shout out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we used to uh, do that. Uh, we did it for about three years um, and then obviously kind of outgrew it. Uh, I actually went on to legitimately train. Um, it's a pretty crazy, you know, fun, fun times looking back, but. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> Dangerous. Um, tell, yeah, no, for sure, man. You might, <laughs> if you're going to do some stupid shit, you might as well get paid for it. So. <laughs> exactly. So, tell us, tell us, tell us about your, uh, your training on, where did you train? What year did you start training? Uh, I started training uh, the day I turned 14. Uh, it was the youngest I could find a school willing to train me. Wow, uh, 14. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. 14th birthday, I started training at uh, ECPW, East Coast Pro Wrestling in uh, New Jersey. Uh, head trainer there is Gino Caruso. Um, he trained guys like uh, Meadowlands Monster, uh, John Tella. That's to name a couple that have uh, that are familiar around you know the nerds wrestling group. Yep. Um, a bunch more that I I'm just drawing a blank right now. Mental block. Uh, <laughs> but it's okay, um, buddy. It's all good. Yeah, I started training there, uh, and then a couple months later, I got my first juniors ma- uh, exhibition match against another young student that had been training. Um, me and him had, you know, seven, eight minute match and it was a time limit draw. That was my first time ever in front of a crowd. And I was like three months in, uh, there's footage that's, of it that's, somewhere. That's pretty but... early. Wow. That's pretty early, man. Three months in. Very. Um, but, uh, we went out there no major, uh, complications, just what you could expect from a couple <laughs> very young and experienced wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, a couple of newbies, a couple of newbies. Um, how was your training? Like when you walked in, when you stepped foot into the door, um, what was some stuff they had you do first? Oh man, my first day. Uh, I remember a lot from that first day. I remember, um, there was one wrestler there that um hadn't made his debut on shows yet. Um, but I don't remember. Uh, I can't remember his name. But he was teaching me a lot of stuff, and uh, that's when I met the the other junior, who was uh, I think he was sixteen at the time, and uh, we started training together that day. Um, but before I even got in the ring, the head trainer Gino, um, he gave me these uh, like workouts, like uh, stretches for your neck to uh, to flex it and tighten it. So when you bump, you can train your neck to tuck. And so you tuck your head in every time when you hit the ground. Yeah. And that's obviously what you want. And uh, once you um, once you practice that stuff, it kind of becomes second nature. 
it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I mean, like the more you do it, the more the more you're just gonna adapt to it, and right. the easier it becomes. I'm I'm assuming. I mean, I'm not a wrestler, but that's what I'm guessing. Right. No, that's you completely know? true. I mean, <laughs> your body just adjusts to it. Uh, it gets used to it. So when you're in the ring, you just repetition. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Repetition. Um. So you said three months. Three months into your training, um, you were booked in your first match, and um. You said the match went pretty well. Um, how did you continue to train after that? And how long did it take for you to get booked in another show after the rest of, after your training was completely done? Right. Well, um, my first match was like a junior's exhibition match. It wasn't like something advertised as like a marquee match, like the same level of yeah. the other matches on the card. So it was like a, um, a one-off thing for a while. Uh, my next match didn't come until I believe the next year when we switched buildings to a new, um, a, a new building for TV tapings. I had another juniors division match, which wasn't labeled as an exhibition, but wasn't, um, still wasn't like the same marquee as the other actual matches on the card. Cause we were, we were still juniors, but, um, after that, I started reaching out to uh, other promotions and um, could, didn't never really heard back because I was really young. Uh, but one place I was able to get to was uh, Grimm's Toy Show uh, on YouTube. He let me on the show and um, he used me for about a year and a half before oh. um, okay. before nice. I ended up leaving there after, you know, making connections and going to other indie promotions. But, uh, hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I definitely, uh, um, I definitely credit that place for giving me a lot of a following and kind of jumpstarting my, um, my wave of popularity. <laughs> not bad, man. Uh, you said Grimm's toy show, right? Right. Nice. Nice. And you wrestled there for a year. And then you, and then obviously, you know, you branched out and you got to work all the promotions, which is always good, which is always a good thing. And that's awesome. That's very cool. Um, tell us some other promotions that you got the, the privilege to work for. Well, um, my favorite show that I've ever been on was actually my, uh, my second to last match before all this lockdown stuff started. Um, it was pretty recent. It was um, at the Palisade Center Mall in New York, and it was for uh, American Coliseum Wrestling, ACW. It was my favorite experience on a show ever because it was the first wrestling show in a mall, and it was uh, – my match was actually the opening match. I faced Ray Jazz, and uh, it's, it's just a pretty cool thing to be able to say I wrestled the first ever, you know, one-on-one -on -one match in the mall. Ever, you know, <laughs> um, nice. <clears throat> Good thing to put on your wrestling resume there. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, as far as other promotions, though, um, there's Battlefront out in Massachusetts that I work for a lot. Uh, I've been involved in an ongoing storyline there with uh, the Governor's Stable with Dan Demand the as the leader. Stable. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I know Dan Demand. Uh, other than that, uh, my home promotion, ECPW, still, um, there's still, there's a couple promotions out there that I 
work for uh, inconsistently, like a uh, test of strength. Every once in a while, I'll pop up out there. Uh, outbreak, I wrestled for once. I would love to go back, given the opportunity. Yeah, man. You know, hopefully after all, like uh, like we said, after all this is over, um, right? you know, just branch out more because, man, once I, I, like I said before, man, once this whole thing is over, man, everyone is, I think wrestling is going to be like a whole different ballgame. It's going to be crazy. That, I that's hope just, so. That's just my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong. It could be the same, but I'm, I'm trying to look at it as like a, look at it differently, you know? I hope so. I hope once all this is uh, all done, I hope people come out to these indie shows and I hope that wrestling um, comes out even bigger than it was before because oh, yeah. wrestling was on the rise before all this happened. Oh yeah, it's it, it's gonna it's gonna one hundred percent like that that's that's without a doubt. Um, growing up, man, let's go back a little bit way before. Let's go back to little Johnny. Um, <laughs> what were you <laughs> were you a fan of? Uh, you know, um, WWE at the time. You know, when you were a little kid. Uh yeah, uh, as far back as I could remember, I was um a fan of wrestling. I remember watching my dad's VHS tapes of like old seventies and eighties wrestling. You know, guys like Kamala, uh, Tito Santana, um, Greg Valentine. Uh, these are just names I'm pulling out. Like King Kong Bundy, SD Jones are, were on those uh, those tapes. Uh, so I, I know a lot about the old wrestling. And um, even when I was a kid, I, I watched, you know, the weekly stuff too, as much as I could. Um, remembering guys like Shawn Michaels on TV every week. Uh, during of course, his later yeah, the classics, run, you know, yep, classics. <laughs> so you, you, so you started watching wrestling at a young age, and you said you were watching your dad's VHS tapes. You know, the seventies right. and eighties. That's awesome. That's very cool. I got into wrestling around two thousand five, two thousand six. Mm, that would have been when I was growing up watching this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Damn. like eleven, twelve years old <laughs> when I first started getting into wrestling, and it. You know, and then, you know, unfortunately, I stopped watching for a while. Um, have you ever went through a phase where you're like, eh, this is just for me, and you just stopped? Um, the only time I ever really got, like, I wouldn't even say sick of it, it would be, like, uh, this past summer when I was on a lot of shows, I was um, not really able to keep up with it, so I, uh, I kind of fell out in that sense. I, I didn't really watch it as much uh in such, you know, uh, it wasn't as much of a priority to watch it because I was actually out, you know, doing it. Yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) So I kind of gave up on trying so hard to stay on top of it in that sense for a little bit. But I don't think I ever really fell out of being a fan. I think it's always kind of been there. I kind of think it always will be there. Yeah, for me, for me, it's not going anywhere. I'm, I'm never gonna stop watching. But however, I have been slacking a lot on watching wrestling the past couple weeks. Um, it just right. I mean, it's it's hard to watch lately because it's just nothing's really happening. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly. Have you been watching but, at all? These past uh, a weeks? little bit here and there. Um, just because there's nothing else to really do. There's nothing else really on. There's nothing else worth watching really <laughs> it's yeah. all kind of the same stuff it's um but yeah it's when i do watch it's you know it's all right but it's not 
it, it, honestly, it's like it is what it is at this point. Um, right. I, I like I previously, you know, mentioned in a few other podcasts. Um, you know, I respect WWE and AEW for for putting on weekly content for us. Um, because mm-hmm. it, it's not easy, especially WWE. Um, now, right. now, you know, now they're quote unquote essential, and now they have to wrestle every week live, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Um. I mean, I don't know. What, what what are your thoughts on, you know, WWE being essential? Well, um, money makes uh, governments do crazy things, I guess, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, I don't think wrestling is really essential, obviously. That's common sense. It's not – it's obviously not mandatory. It's not something that needs to be – presented live but if the government in florida rules it that way i guess i guess it is <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean when you have so when you have money uh, i guess like vince you can do yeah. whatever you want but that's exactly topic. i'm not gonna you know talk on the rampage about that right uh-huh. but, <laughs> Man, yeah uh, it's crazy it's crazy um you know it's it's wild it's, it's a wild time right now for everybody especially wwe Mm-hmm. All the essential workers out there, man. Um, tell us, tell us, you know, let's go back to your wrestling career, man. Tell us some, you know, some marquee matches that you will always remember. And all the, um, some of the promotions, you don't have to name like all the marquee matches, but you know, give some plugs <laughs> out to some wrestlers and some matches out there. Well, um, the first one that comes to mind is a tag team match that I had in ECPW last year. It was uh, me and this wrestler that um, he goes by the name Ice Hole. He is a guy that um, has been around in the scene for a very long time, uh, but hasn't really consistently been around like training. And he uh, he's kind of a a one off kind of wrestler. Okay. He, he shows up for a match and he disappears for a while, but. He's a good guy, um, but that's not why it's my favorite match. It's uh, We worked Prince Akhenaten and Samson Khan in a tag team match. Um, and afterwards, Demolition from WWF came out uh, for a post-match run-in save when the heels were beating us down. So that's why that is one of my really favorite matches, because working with uh, those two um, for the first time, and then... Obviously, having the the legendary tag team make the save was awesome, and you know, was kind Hell of starstruck yeah. in the ring. <laughs> well, you got to be professional, man. You got to be professional. You can't you can't be a right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it was hard. Yeah, no, I I bet it was. You know, it's like you're in a ring with uh, you know, wrestlers you watch, you know, on TV. Yeah, it's it's kind of I I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't know what my mindset would be honestly if <laughs> I was a wrestler and I was sharing a ring a ring with a former WWE. Yeah, wrestler. I mean I had these guys you know action figures when I was a kid. I I, <laughs> I used to play matches with these guys versus you know superheroes, and it's like you know these guys just <laughs> they happen to be in town for a, a convention I think, and. uh I was lucky enough that the promoter uh, 
gave me that match and gave me that opportunity. And that's probably one of my favorites. Um, but the other two matches that come to mind when I think of the biggest matches in my career are the Palisade Center Show with Ray Jazz. And um, last year I faced John Tella in um, Roselle Park, New Jersey. And that uh, that stood as my favorite match that I've had for uh for a year until that uh that show in uh new york last month or uh, uh earlier this year in uh february jesus <laughs> sorry man it's all good you know we get our days losing track good. yeah it's losing okay. track of time every day melts okay. together you know man especially now i don't even know i i honestly can't believe tomorrow is is it tomorrow already like no like what day is it it's, it's May. Um... Okay, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, tomorrow's May 1st. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> is it? No, is it? Yeah, tomorrow's May 1st. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Already. <laughs> See, man? Yeah. See, every day melts together. <laughs> can oh, you blame man. me for thinking it was last month? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. No, no, I can't now. I'm looking at my calendar. <laughs> I'm thinking it's on April. I'm just stuck on... Um, I just took off April. It's on May already. So I'm all confused <sighs> over here. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, wrestlers, you know, especially me, I get my dates mixed up, so it's all good. It's okay. <laughs> wow, we just went on like a big change in it right there. <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, where where does where do you see Johnny Chill hoping to go after this whole uh, you know quarantine he's done? Um, where has there are there any promotions that you like want to work for that you haven't got the opportunity to work for yet? Um, well. I wouldn't say there's any in particular. Uh, I want to work everywhere, uh, anywhere that will have me. I would love to come out to, you know, show what I got. Uh, there was a couple of promotions that I was supposed to debut for uh, in the South Jersey area that I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully once all this is done, I, I'm hoping that they're going to be running their shows that were supposed to be running during all this stuff. Yeah. So I could uh, get out there. I was supposed to be doing some uh, some cool stuff there. I don't know if they want me sharing any plans or anything, but nah, you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Got to keep us in a loop. That's what wrestling is about. You know, don't, no spoilers. I don't want any spoilers. Spoiler free. All right. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, is there you know anything else you want to share with the nerds about you know Johnny Chill before we um officially end the podcast? Um, nothing really. Uh, I just um just uh check out the Instagram at Real Johnny Chill. Uh, Twitter is at Johnny Two Chill. Uh, Johnny the number two, chill, and then uh. Uh, I don't have any other social media. My Facebook page is Johnny Chill. If you search it up, I'm sure it'll be there. You know, if not, whatever. I don't really post on Facebook. But uh, <laughs> my Instagram has the links to my YouTube and stuff. So uh, just check it out if you got a chance. Hell yeah, man. Johnny, man, thank you so much, bro, for coming on the podcast today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll definitely have you on again sometime down the road, my friend. I'm totally down. Thank you very much for having me on. Anytime, buddy. Have a good night. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.